welcome to the strangest of the multiplex podcast. This episode is about horror. <laughs> yeah, enough of that shit. Right, I've chosen four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do a cost tweets or something. You're right. You're okay. Fantastic. Is he ever on his we finally get to talk about one of my favourite genres, the horror genre. And I thought for this one I'd choose five films that have either been critically, commercially, or both very successful. Uh, I have with me once again Ms. Hill. Hello. Mr. Stu. Hello. And the D-Man Darius. Hello. <laughs> okay, we, uh, we will be getting into spoilers, so I just want to say the films we will be looking at for the, the five chosen are It Follows, Conjuring, Sinister, Insidious, and You're Next. So if you'd like to go and watch those films and then come back and listen to our podcast, here we go. Okay. Or we could save you the trouble. Or we could save you the trouble. There's <laughs> <laughs> some, some of them anyway. Yes. We if could save you. We've suffered <laughs> 10 hours. Yeah. We, we, we've suffered so you don't have yeah, to. Okay? Hey, hey, go out. Hey, hey, hey. Let's save you for the debate. Here we go, here we go. Well, so I thought we'd start with, uh, on a positive note, I would like to think with It Follows. And uh, I thought we'd go around the room and just say, uh, did we li- what, what do we like about the film? So, uh, Ms. Hill? Well, in my notes, because I make many, I started with the line, the perils of having carefree sexy times. Sorry, because say that again. The <laughs> <laughs> perils of having carefree <laughs> sexy times. <laughs> the perils of having carefree sexy times. <laughs> Um, I really, 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 really liked this film um, because it was a, a lovely little tip of the cap to... A, a love note, if you A love note. Oh, I like that. A love note to films of the past that we enjoyed. And it was so fantastically done. It wasn't rammed down our throat. Um, I think it was... That he'd really thought about the director. He wrote it as well, did he? He did, yes. Had really thought about what it is that he wanted to do, and I believe it was based on dreams that he had when he was younger. Are we allowed? We're allowed to. We're allowed to say that. That's fine. We're, we're doing spoilers, aren't we? We're doing spoilers. Go straight into it. Okay. So from the very beginning, um, I loved this panning shot, this tracking shot. Sorry, uh, following this girl around, and then we're very quickly thrown into it, where basically sum it up, a curse is passed on by Carefree Sexy Times. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. And the curse is that this invisible, I don't know, are we calling it a demon ghost? Yeah, or demon presence. It's not, never, something really, never really said. A presence. Um, can only seen by the person who is cursed or has been cursed mm. and you have to pass it on via sex. It's a sexually transmitted terror, a disease. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Which is something that's, I mean, there's, there's always been the thing through horror films of, you know, that once you've had sex, you're dead. Yeah, very I, much I, so. I think it's, that's been the same throughout all horror movies. To, uh, to me in this, sex is a necessary evil. You have to have sex in order to get rid of yes. whatever's stalking you. Yes, but you get it in the first place by having sex. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, um, a vicious circle. It is, yes. But it's clever because when they go back to the, the films of the 80s and the horror and mm. you know before that as well, HIV and AIDS was becoming mm. very prevalent. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's kind of linking in with that. Mm. I think it's kind of connecting itself with that as well. It is based, it is, sorry, set in the present... But at the beginning, I wa- I didn't know this until further on in the story. I thought it was still set 70s, 80s. Mm. It, it plays heavily with the 80s kind of aesthetic. Yeah, 80s. Yeah. 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 Did, anybody, did anybody else get a sort of Donnie Darko vibe from that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Donnie yeah. Darko meets the Virgin Suicides. Yeah. But there's sort of like a little bit of brick on the side as well, I thought. Which three great films. There's <laughs> <laughs> good influences. But, uh, I, mean, I mean, I would just like to add at this point that uh, myself and Miss Hill are both horror aficionados, and I, I certainly go way, way back with the genre. But uh, Mrs. Two and Darius aren't, aren't necessarily. They're, they're, not, they're not queuing out the door to watch Insidious 3, let's just put oh, that God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat through the first one, I'm not doing that. Yeah, so, the first one is it? Oh. So, yeah, 
Um, um, no, I mean, we I, yeah, I should say, I, I'm mm. not a massive horror fan. However, I think It Follows was brilliant. Yeah. And I think because for me, it wasn't particularly necessarily a horror film. And if, I, I, I also think it was very clever. I thought it was so clever yeah. that the concept of it was brilliant. Absolutely. Yes. This idea that you pass on this kind of, this, this curse, this mm. demon that follows you and will always be following you. And the only way to get away from it is to either drive really, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> and you can but travel, you can go really, really far, and go to the other side of the world, but it's still going to be following you. It's constantly <laughs> actually walking. And that's a brilliant, brilliant imagery. And, you and the, the, the movie does a lot with very little. Yes. Can, you, can, you, can you guys see that too? I watch so many low budget horror films and most of them are shit. Yes. No, so when you get something like this. Yeah, because it plays it plays with the unknowing because you don't know what form this this this, this yeah, spirit is going to take or the There's a scene where she's in hospital, she's laying in her bed yeah. looking at the door, yeah. and you can hear the footsteps yeah. coming towards <laughs> the door. And it's just the nurse passing <laughs> and it's it, Again, doing a lot face. with very yeah. little. And that's just nice. someone walking and down the hallway. But it is that thing that these characters are, current, are constantly going to be in not knowing. They're always going to be looking over the shoulder. And that, well, to me, and that's is the thing scarier. About the end of it. That's the thing yes. about the end of it, when they're, they're walking yeah. away holding hands and there's the boy behind them. Is yeah. the boy just walking down the road? Exactly. Or you don't and know. It's still never yeah. properly resolved. Yeah, so, so the, the fact that um, the characters obviously decide to have sex in order to pass it on and you know, either in a way that is tactical, mm-hmm. so they can be very tactical. Yeah. You know, so what do you do? Do you sleep with a prostitute like one of the characters? Does? Yeah. So is that uh, did, way? did he actually sleep with her? Well, uh, it, it was hinted. It was hinted that, 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 that could be one way to kind of pass it on. Yeah. All you're doing is diluting it. Because well, yeah, so eventually it will dies, come back to you. It's going to come back precisely. to you. So if they don't know that they've got this curse they will die quick mm. and then eventually it will come back to you. Yes. So the characters in this film do the only thing they feel they can do and that's to share it and that's yeah. to become a partnership. And it's never malicious, is it? It's never malicious. Like, no. I'm going to pass it on to this person. Not, not for them too. Not for, not for those two no. characters who end up together at the end. There's an interesting scene where she, um, the, the lead character played by the fantastic Nathan Monroe, mm. um, finds herself on a beach and sees three men on a boat that's yeah. right, yes, she goes and swims out. Yeah. It's, not, it's yes. just implied. It's implied, and yeah. And then she sees her driving over her, her arm, you know, with the, um, the wrapping on her arm is damaged. That's it, right. It, you know. But it's that thing about it, was, you know, afterwards, I was thinking, what would I do? What yeah. Yeah, would you pass yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, and it's great that there's a concept that is terrifying. Mm. Uh, just, uh, but it makes you think just after to, the film. Just to read from the notes, I've got the part. Um, they're in the back of the car, and out of nowhere, he chloroformed us out. And I thought, what the fuck? He's yeah. just chloroformed? And it was, yeah. it was very sudden. It's shocking. Uh, yeah. It was like date rape. But it's, it's shocking, and it's, it's rare these days to find a, a horror film that doesn't rely on sudden shock, sudden loud bangs. Yes. It's almost like yeah. it's um, underwhelming on purpose. Yes. Because at first, I was sitting there watching it, I was like, mm. this is quite underwhelming. Yeah. It's much in the same way, I mean, it's a different film, but in the same way like Blair Witch, it's more like psychological horror, yeah. mm. what it gets in your head, mm. and it's, I just think it's fantastic. I think it was superbly well directed, superbly written, yeah. I think, and I think one of the themes around the film that I really liked, and again, you don't see in these type of films, is the theme of friendship. Mm. Yes. It is a very much a film about friendship. Mm. At first, it struck me that all of the actors were incredibly young, and I wondered mm. if I'd connect to it because I can't relate with people, because I'm not that young anymore, I yeah. can't relate with that sort of people. And that's it's something, okay, thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, my life wasted. Yeah, um, I just, mm. I, I need something, and that's why I think a lot of horrors fail for me, is I can't relate with the characters. I don't yes. find the characters sympathetic. Yes. And one of the things I was very aware of when I started to watch this was the actors were all very young. Yeah. But, but the, the story transcended that. Yeah. And they made me care about the characters. They, they didn't do stupid things. They didn't, no. And that's, I've been watching these movies, I've been making notes, and so many times I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Why, why would you live it's in like that it was, house? I mean, it was parodied in Scream back in the, the, the mid to late 90s, where it's like, you know, the, the big breasted girl with blonde hair, she'd be running out the front door and say she's running upstairs. And it's like that so many of these horror films will go down that route, they make the bad decisions. In this film, they make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, they will make to decisions out of desperation. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm concerned. Too I, wrong. Can't, I can't talk about this movie um, knowledgeably enough because I've only ever seen it once. Mm-hmm. So you'll forgive me if some of my points might be a bit off. But 
I was very aware of the fact that these are characters who live outside of the influence of adults as well. Yes. There are not many adults. Yes. The adults yeah. that are in the movie seem to be incidental. Yes. They don't have much influence they, they, on their narrative. They don't help. Yeah, you yeah. look. You got that look. In I'm your trying face. to think. Remember, I'm trying to think. So and the, I... the only real ones. There's the, the the main character and the sister's mum. Mm. Uh, Which but she's in it very rarely. She's yeah. She's. I, I think that ties back into the kind of 18s vibe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 They go. They go to that lad's house and he has the early warning system set up. Yeah. Cans. Yeah. How childish. Yeah. It's not like an adult system. That's a kid. You know. I'm just trying to think at the very, very beginning, the girl, um, when she runs. She sees her, her dad, doesn't she? She sees her dad. Are you okay? You okay? Yeah, She's like, fine. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. She runs, ends up at the beach, and then, and then calls you see her, her dad. Over, don't you? She's yeah, in control yeah, yeah. of all that. She's in control of all of that. There's <clears> no <throat> adult. I, did, I wondered what you guys felt to the sense that there's a, there's a line of dialogue when they're saying about how they've told never to go to the city. And there's this big yes. thing and they go to the city, and there's nobody there. The only part of the city you ever see is the swimming pool. Yeah. And there's no mm-hmm. one around. And I don't know if I'm reading really too much into this, but I wonder if something might have occurred in the city. I mm. think I think it's just because they've grown up a bit since then. I think just repression and because all the houses are boarded up and derelict. And I think yes. it's just it's a, a dangerous place to go, and it's obviously the place they've chosen because there's not many people around there who could get hurt by this demon, maybe. Mm. But what a climatic battle in the swimming pool as well. Yeah. Yeah. How genius was that? We're going to get the electrical yeah. items yeah. and we're going to throw them into the swimming pool. Yeah. I mean, they're so, yeah. so low budget, but so yeah. clever. Well, that's the thing with these films, because a lot of them are low budget. Um, and it's, it's, it's about being innovative, and it's where a lot of these great directors come from, is from this genre. And I think this guy who's, who's done, he did one film before this, which I've never even heard of, and he's got a few on his slate now. But and it wasn't horror; it was um, I can't remember mm. the name of it now. But apparently, it was just like a just, yeah, maybe a yeah. bit of a throwaway teen mm. flick. How many times have you guys seen this movie? It's it's the second time we watched it last night. For the second time. Bits that I'd forgotten mm. that were genius were the camera attached to the wheelchair. Well, you're spinning. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm that. absolutely amazing. The extensive use of wide-angled lenses giving that real low-budgety yeah. John Carpenter vibe. Yeah. Um, the protagonist was just fantastic. Mm. As I'd, I loved, and I know it's just a really tiny thing, the girl reading on her little shell. Yeah, that was very yeah. <laughs> And I know that's really like small. Yeah. 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 But I thought it reminded me, it had that 80s kind of look, that the, yeah. the colour mm. and the look of it, and the and this style of it. I thought the score was really good. It was like a yes. video game. Much, much like um, The Guest or the or dr- Driver or Driven, is it? Driver. Drive. Driver, yeah. Yeah. John, sorry, John no, do you mean Drive? Drive, sorry, Drive. Yeah. drive. There's, a, there's a bit John Carpenter-ness yeah. in there. Oh, yeah, massive. He was heavy, much yeah. heavily. <laughs> no, he played heavily on the 80s influences and horror influences and played with the horror genre. And it, and it had a... Yeah. There was... A moment, and it was very Halloween, where um, she's getting into her. It was near the beginning. Mm. I think it's the first time we see her. She's walking into the pool, but the camera shot is from across the road through a bush, watching her get into the pool. And it was such a simple moment, but that had the real feel of you know Michael Myers was watching her from across the road. It had that foreboding. What was this? What was the obsession with water? Should they cut back to the swimming pool and they've pulled yeah. the sides down, haven't they? Yes. And I've, I'd have to watch it again because I didn't quite grasp as to why that We were discussing this as kind of a bit metaphorical, really. I think maybe a metaphor for end of innocence. The kid yeah. playing in the pool is now, you know, the yeah. pool is now mm. wrecked. The mm. pool, the pool's been pulled mm. down to the side. The water's drained out. I mean, you could, if you're going to get a bit film studenty about it, <laughs> you could, you could, you could why, why would I be doing that? Yeah. But um, you could kind of look into it as, as that kind of thing. But I, one thing that I read about it and I thought, yes, absolutely, is it's a film about the fear of death, that they can actually see the death coming towards them and, and the desperation that you'll go to to survive to survive and not to meet your end. Mm-hmm. I see. I, I, wow. think, I think you were more on target with your kind of reckless sexy times. Reckless sexy times. That's with this episode. No, I think there's something there because you know the fact that it is all there are all teenagers well. and it is, it is a loss of innocence. In fact, when you become a teenager, you start growing up, you start realizing your your you know your fatality. You, you will one day die. Mm. And these characters mm. know mm. 
they're going to die. Death is following them, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe there's yeah. something there. One of my notes simply reads, Frank's mum humps him to death. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that was very weird. weird. That was weird. And when I read, I'd forgotten about it, so I was reading the plot synopsis online, and I'd forgotten that, and looking at it in black and white, saying, you know, he, he's been murdered and being raped by the ghost creature thing. Was the that his mum? It is, a, mom, yeah. it is his mum, but it's his... But it's, it's, it's they, it. They warn them it's at the start. being his mum. Yeah, they can take the it form take of people. Form of anything. It's like when they're on the beach, the yes. one that's coming together is, is one of the friends and sisters with the glasses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know. It can be anything. One of my other notes, it says... Um, there's a zombie chick in the kitchen pissing herself. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. yes with She's naked towel. with a sock on. <laughs> her eyes are blacked out. This isn't sexy. There's a hint from Morgue about her. There's a lot of t- <laughs> I'm like, where did they drag her from? There's a <laughs> lot of tit and ass and penis. Yeah. But, but the man yeah, on the man roof. The man on the roof. roof. Yes, yeah. the old bloke. Yeah. yeah. Which is very odd. What I do, I do remember that. There was penis yeah. on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this, this, is, sim- I do <laughs> this is simple, low-budget, shocking way. Yes, It's absolutely. like, if you haven't got the budget to create a creature via makeup and costumes or by CG, which is never a good idea, stop it, um, <laughs> then... Do it that. Do this. But in, in it was your local art. Yeah, get, get some art student. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't titillation, was it? Because every time you see someone naked, it's not a sort of zombie effect. Yeah. yeah. It was not shocking. it was not in any way meant. I honestly yeah. can't say enough good things about this movie. Yeah. So we talk about a film where you can say nothing more bad? Let's yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> approach the balance. <laughs> balance so just 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 <laughs> I think we're all pretty much in agreement. It follows. Great film. Recommend it. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Not not a horror movie. No. No. Oh, no. 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 Okay. Horror of sorts. We'll move on to uh, film number two. For this one, I've chosen a particular favourite in this hills, which is The Conjuring. I uh, I, I, I have my own personal story to go along with The Conjuring. Start Mr. Stew on this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, not been mentioned, I'm not a particular horror fan. Watching these movies has been homework for me because I'd much rather watch something with spaceships in or car chasers. But um, I stuck the country on, on last night at about 11 o'clock because it was my last movie to watch. <laughs> I had to do with the list. Ooh, it's a tricky one to watch. Yeah. I, I, I slept fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'd well, finished it. Well, <laughs> I just, I think for me, I. I can't give The Conjuring an honest appraisal because it just seemed like a rehash of everything I'd watched in the last four weeks. Okay. Right. Uh, there was a lot of film themes that kind of um, came up again and again and again. Yeah, that's something with the, with the genre you I, do tend to find. It had some very effective scares. Yeah. I'll give it that. But as a movie, I just kind of felt, oh no, they can't see, not everybody can see the ghost again. Yeah. Did the child <laughs> possessed? Ooh, I haven't seen that in the last that couple of hours, you know? <laughs> um... Sorry, please. No, 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 I, uh, I, say, uh, I very uh, much get what you mean in that sense. What about I the... Because um, I believe it was directed by James Wan. Wan, it is. Who who's also responsible for... For Insidious 1, and he did the sequel Insidious 2 as well. And Saw. And he did Saw, yes. Which and I really liked Saw. He's... Um, was he did Fast and Furious 7, which is now on He's going to be doing Aquaman. And he's going to be doing Aquaman. And just on a side note, the guy who directed Sinister is going to be directing um, Doctor Strange. Really? We're not there yet. So we're not there yet. We'll come to that. But um, so yeah, James Wan's kind of, for me, he's he's kind of, we're having somewhat of a horror renaissance at the moment. Um, we are actually, I mean, again, with any genre, once something, oh, we can make money out of this, you get good and you get bad. And I think at the moment we're getting some quite decent horror movies. I'm sure you guys are going to disagree because <laughs> a lot of them are in this in this list. But I think with Insidious and with Conjuring, he's breathed a lot of life back into this genre, mm. and I think he's making a very good name for himself. I can only compare this to what had come before, and I will say that The Conjuring was much better than Insidious. I love the fact that they introduced you to the doll at the very beginning, but it's all done very quickly. Mm. There's none of this like, no one believes this doll's haunted. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone says the doll's haunted, and everyone else accepts it, which I mm. thought, I'd watched Insidious, and for 15 minutes they were over and over whether the house was haunted. So yeah. it was quite a relief, quite refreshing. It is, yeah, it is very much refreshing. That, Did anybody uh, else think the doll looked a bit like Joanna Lumley? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I do now. Well, no. Well, the dolls Annabelle, and they've done their own film about. I mean, ah, right. which is actually quite good. Yes. Which one's Ma- that one? Annabelle. It's called Annabelle. Annabelle. <laughs> Cunning. They did, and again, um, Patrick Wilson turns up. Yes. Which is, he's becoming like his generation's James Wood. Well, he's yeah. an, <laughs> he's, he plays Ed Warren. And it, again, yeah. he's very, very serviceable, very good. Yes. He's, he's very mm. good at being normal. And the other chick was um, Norman Bates' mummy. Yes. The TV show. Vera Farninga. Farninga? Farninga? She was very good. Um, very good. So I, th- I think Miss Hill's bursting to say something. Uh, I, I apologise. <laughs> Okay, right. So I get <laughs> this is why you're wrong. <laughs> so I totally get why you've seen some of these things before. But this has ended up being a film that I've actually lost count how many times I've watched it. And maybe I'm on my own with this. But when I looked into it, this is a film where it took 14 years to get this to the screen. This is based on inverted commas, real events. Because the Ed and Lorraine Warren characters exist in real life Mm -hmm. and they are paranormal investigators. He's the only person in, I don't know, not canonised or something. That can can perform exorcisms. Whether you believe in all that Mm. stuff, you know, that's that's down to you. But this is, that is a reality. So they bring all of this, including their cassette tapes of of the Warren family, (laughs) To the film producers, and I think at the end of one of the tapes it even said this would make a great... If you can't turn this into a film, I don't know what you can do. Mm. So that was quite an interesting thing about it. So all of this is fed into what makes this a fantastic film. The people that play Ed and Lorraine, Patrick Wilson and Vera... Farming it. Thank you. I'll just put my (laughs) teeth into it. They went and spent time with Ed and Lorraine. So they captured the essence of these characters. And, and just to be clear, to I thought they were good performances from those yes. two. I Excellent. Think there was wrong, wrong, Excellent. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And, yes. yeah, and made them feel real mm. um, in what is not... But I found something. them a lot more interesting than I did the actual family who inherited the yes. house. Yes. yes, which is why we're going to get um, The Conjuring 2, the Enfield Hauntings, mm. Mm. set in London. Yeah, nice. So and they are going to and we and we have yeah. a reprisal of these warring characters. I mean, mm. and I think you were could they, have more. Did they, were those characters involved in that actual? No, I don't believe they were. There's a little bit of artistic license because right. I do believe <laughs> having watched the documentary. It was no, 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 this character, they're, they're taking the characters from the first film. Yeah. Yeah. They put them into this situation. I mean, in real life, it was two British, it was two English men. It was two English men that um, went to solve whatever it was about. Because it's real. Um, but there are some fantastic moments. There and, um, are. I love... Uh, the, the beginning at the beginning this panning shot so simple at the beginning of them going through the house they've just arrived at the house that they bought and there's this tracking shot that goes through the house yeah. and just very uh, gently introduces you into all the characters and the kind of life that they lead and it's busy and it gives you an essence of the time that it was set and it's got that nostalgic vibe a time where and I've mentioned this before when I talk about films that I love mm. um, before mobile phones and all this kind of thing um, and the clap game. Yes, that's what I thought they did very well. So yeah. something, again, something very simple. Something very yeah. simple. And they get so much mileage there's out so, of that. There seems such a lovely game that I will now never play. It's like, it's like a Victorian parlour game or something, yes, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And they managed to get a lot of yeah. mi- I did write that in my notes. Um, they managed to get a lot of mileage out of that. I loved well the use of the cellar. I loved the, the smells in the bedroom and it's behind you through the door. Yeah. Um, and the wardrobe. Um, the wardrobe was very good. Yeah. I, I think when she was playing the plaque game and the yeah. uh, wardrobe opens, I thought that was yeah. quite clever. Um, the, the character of Bath she, Bathsheba, I must admit, I preferred it when we didn't see Bathsheba. I mean, if, if just one Sorry, slight Sorry, remind negative. me who Bathsheba is. Bathsheba is the witch who the um, sacrificed... The yes. Yeah, she right. sacrificed... Her, massive spoilers, everybody. Yeah, she yeah. sacrificed <laughs> her baby and then hung herself from a tree. And she was supposed to be, uh, you know, and this is apparently the story that Bathsheba did do this in, in reality and was related to Marytown Eastley, who was hung as a part of the Salem witch trials. So there's this real depth and history to this story. 
Um, just a brilliant feel, and the exorcism at the end I found extremely. Um, when she creepy. had the sheet over her head and was the blood splattering yes. the sheet, I like yeah. that. And she's turning upside down, banging on the ceiling to get the the ropes free. And then, um, I mean, the Ed and Lorraine characters were fantastic. I thought the family were um, really well set up. Um, I love the other side characters of the policeman. Um, the other, the, the young Drew, yeah, Drew who comes into it to assist them. Um, I like the fact they were going back and they were referencing the Annabelle doll, who looks more, does not look like that in real life. She does not look oh, as no, creepy in real life. completely different to the one that's in the film. Um, <laughs> and I like that they explored the Annabelle film in another film, although I don't think it was as good as The Conjuring. There I'm going to stop going on. It's just a great film. Yeah. Oh, For me, it was good. There was a fantastic camera shot by the uh, the little girl looking under the bed, and then she has something move behind her, and she looks yes. up, and the camera spins with her. Yes. Which I thought was one of the best parts of the film. I really, really liked that. That was very cool. Is she the one that gets pulled on her feet and she can smell something? That yeah, girl? she's yeah. like I'm saying. Like, why would you look under the bed? If you're convinced there's something under there, you don't <laughs> need to look. You I'm with you. I wouldn't be <laughs> looking. I'm with but you. It's wonderful, just, just the, the whole kind of camera rotates. Right. That's very, very cool. Now, I would say, in terms of modern horror films, this is probably, from a Hollywood studio, this is about as good as it's going to get, mm. this film. I think it's clever, it's innovative, it's well-directed, it's well-cast, it's well-acted. It's Yes, it follows a lot of safe, traditional methods of scaring you that the Hollywood studio would insist and rely on, you know, this is what audience... But you know, we we want we, we want from these films, and I think so. If if you if you're not buying into something like The Conjuring, the modern horror probably isn't <laughs> isn't certainly not from from the Hollywood studio point of view. It's probably not going to be for you. <laughs> <laughs> I it wasn't horrible. I've, I've watched worse. I just I don't know. It was just, it, it was like the end of a like, five deal five film ordeal, and it yeah. was it was okay. I think had that been the first film you'd watched. Maybe. Oh no, because to be fair, I thought it was better than Insidious was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it was to that in time, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much, like I said, I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, I don't think James Wan's going to direct the sequel. It's still rumoured that he might oh, just produce it. I hope so. I think there's a picture of him released. The Enfield. Yeah, yeah, I sincerely hope he does because yeah. I think he's a very. Do you, do you guys feel it warrants a sequel? Yes. Yes. But do you think warrants a sequel because the ghost story was good, or would you just want to see the, the well, two characters carry forward? We've, we've, we've already kind of had a, a sequel in a similar vein with the Annabelle story, which didn't great, do great with critics, but I mean, we really enjoyed it. There were some fantastic uh, it, it, it takes, moments in that film. It's, it's very much along the same style. It's, not, it's produced by the same people. And uh, I think so. I think there is mileage in films like this. They were right to explore the doll of Annabelle. I think mm. that's probably what people were expecting more with The Conjuring. I want to watch yeah. The Conjuring 2 because of Ed and Lorraine. Yes. Because mm -hmm. they were the two meatiest characters, and there is so much more. When you look into the room, they have a room that's locked uh, away, and inside it are lots of cursed items. Yeah, we might with the experts. And that room, based on that room alone, if you look in there, that could be a whole, uh, you know, don't know about varying levels of quality, that could be a whole mm -hmm. series of films. Yes, like a yeah. shared universe. How or these Or a TV together. show, yeah, how uh, the story behind each of these items. <gasps> I love that idea. Yeah, so... Okay, put that out there. We'll put that out there, yeah, get it made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, we're going to go for film number three, which is... Sinister. Oh, I actually like. Do you so, know? What? I use this in relative terms, but I actually like Sinister. I like Sinister as far as you could like a film like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, I, it was I, a bit artier, wasn't it? You know what I really liked about Sinister? Ethan Hawke's cardigan. It I was thought, a fantastic, yeah, a lovely cardigan. Like it did a lot more. <laughs> it did a lot more acting than he did. And yeah. also made me want to drink more whiskey. It did. Yeah. Oh, is he, he's, Alcoholism, which was out of control because he picked a bottle up once in the movie. <laughs> and his, his wife, good lord, where do you start? His wife, I feel his wife is the true unsung victim of that film. Yeah. I think she might have like nine lines of dialogue. Thing, wasn't she? But she had all this such cliche dialogue. And yeah. she did absolutely fuck all through the movie. She's yeah. very forgiven. Oh, yeah. I would have left him out. Oh. I think I one think of her lines of dialogue is something on the lines of. It's usually later in the process that you start to drink. <laughs> <laughs> She's very honest with it, like, yeah. 
fucked this up. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it was this is your last chance. It was the whole idea that she didn't know they'd moved into a murder house. How uh, stupid is she supposed to be? Given that he had a track record of moving them into houses <laughs> yeah. that were connected with crimes, which is what he was writing about, yeah. she was extremely naive to expect that that house no, was I, going to be in some way connected. I was pleasantly surprised by Sinister. Mm. I thought it because, had been based on the poster uh, and the little image on Netflix, yeah. uh, of all <laughs> the films, I, uh, I did watch Conjuring, that's why I didn't say much before, but out of all the films, beautiful films, I thought this was probably going to be the worst. Because you see the image and somebody like dropping mm. a little blood against something, mm. and that has nothing to do with the film. I thought this is going to be, oh god, it's going to be terrible. But actually, I was really surprised by it. Um, I thought the visuals were brilliant. Yes. The direction was yeah. fantastic. The acting, for most mm. parts, was very good. Yeah. Serviceable. Um, Ethan Hawke, I thought, was very good. Um, it had really good tension. Um, I preferred it more as a kind of mystery film. Yes, yes. I, 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 just, I was going to say, I didn't think yes. it necessarily meant, sorry, it didn't necessarily need the supernatural element. Mm. No. Because I think there was enough with the, the, the movies in the attic. Yeah. And the idea that the killer's still out there somewhere yeah, would have that's, carried that's it. That's a much better movie. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. They yeah. could have left it would have been better as that. Yeah. I will say yeah. the opening to that really grabbed me. The old grainy film of the killer, there are people yeah. hanging yes. out in the tree. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think I'd started to read, read something as I put the movie on or something, and I saw that and I sort of put the book down. Because I was like, yeah, I could be confused. No, I think, it, I think it, it was really creepy. It kind of pulled you in. Um, very believable. He was a very much a flawed character, driven by ego. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, good. I think he did the best for the material that was given to him, mm. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think I think all of the characters could have been fleshed out. Just well, he, he carried the whole film. Really. Well, he was the only one who was fleshed out. Really. Yeah, well, he was pretty much the only kind of character in it. His wife came in and out, but it was pretty much Ethan Hawke. You know, looking at some film. Well, yeah. I was, was going to yeah. ask you. Yeah. I'm glad Dukey, you brought that up. Drinking whiskey. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Oh, terrible. No. I'm still watching it. I was going to ask you. How how quick how quick is it to edit a eight millimeter film? There's a, there's a point where you find this video. You find this video on YouTube, but within seconds he's edited this film. Oh yeah, I didn't ever do it. We had the pickle like that. No, it's quite it's, it's quite quick. I'd say that. Yeah, it's, it's not the hardest thing. It's quite. Ever. I've been talking lots, for which I apologise, but I would like to segue just slightly. Because I want to introduce the first of an occasional series, Mr. Stu Solves the Movie. Give me some play and play some music in this, okay? Go on, is, go for it. Please let this be a thing. All of these movies can be solved very easily. <laughs> Concept number one, buyer's remorse, stroke, 48 hours, calling off period when buying a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> This is how it works. You get to the house, you spend the night there. The kid wakes up and goes sleepwalking. You get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Crawls yes. out of the house. If that was the case, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have lived together for the whole year because I slept walked into Darius's room. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes. Yes. I think we're giving him inside info here. No, I, all is forgiven. Edit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, never be the same again. <laughs> It just kind of struck me that both this and Insidious could have been sold within the first 30 minutes if they'd moved back out of other houses. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to have loved and not talk about it all at the same time as moving back. I can't feel too much sympathy. Hang on, hang on. I am going to argue the point very quickly. Insidious can't be because it's the child that's haunted, not the well, but they, they didn't yes, have that yeah, problem yeah. in the old house, my Well, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to You can't have too much sympathy for Ethan Hall at this They don't try to get some. <clears throat> May I interject on my opinion? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> now, reading my notes back, I have been probably a little bit harsh on it and you've won me around a little bit with what you're saying but I just found it it was a it was far too creepy for me it was disturbing I know that's what he was going for but for me I thought it just went too far in that also it was very repetitive in the the sit the there was a very structure to it was there was a structure yeah but it was like oh another torture in a different way oh a torture yeah. but then done in a different way oh a torture and I was like I was done 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I can see we can see where you're coming from. That and yeah, I, I just didn't enjoy. Overall, I didn't enjoy the film, but there were elements to it that I will get. You know, I'll give it a nod and say, yeah, that was. You know, I thought it was clever the first time I saw it. With the, bit, I love the intro with the tree. I love mm. the him finding the first video. I like the kid crawling out the box. You're yeah. right about the music, Mr. Wood. The you're probably going to talk about good. the music is mm. mega the, the, creepy. This this film is no. one of the, my favourite moments in a horror film ever, which is the one where again spoilers. I think we're past that point where they they have the family in the car and the setting fire to the car, which is horrific in itself, but it's the music, that really yes. creepy, mm. underhand... Mm. That I think it's babies, at the end of it, they play it, babies yeah. gurgling or something, isn't it? It's really, really unsettling. It takes, because I'm, I'm I've been watching horror films since I was far too young to be doing so, I'm, I'm quite numb to them now. That actually still managed to creep me out every time I see it. And I think it's it's such a box. Yeah, so I, I think this failed on set and film, and, mm-hmm. and the same with Insidious as well. Any film that kind of involves children. Yeah. There's, an, there's an amazing yeah. scene actually his where he's walking around the house and he can't see the ghosts of the kids, and he goes mm-hmm. into his daughter's room, yeah, and he pulls yeah, open the door, yeah. and he's daughter's sleeping, mm-hmm. and then from one side it appears she's sleeping. He goes mm-hmm. out, and then the camera comes around. And you can see the daughter's awake and she's scared because there's the other girl in the corner at the house. <laughs> that was genius. Yeah, yeah, nice. I did, there was a part when he's watching the uh, one of the films with the swimming pool and he pauses yeah, it and sees the dude. Doesn't he look like an extra from Eyes Wide Shut? Yes. Me, you don't need the supernatural yeah. element. He just yeah. looks like a scary dude. Yeah, I, again, I think it would add more if it was a guy in a creepy mask. And we've seen a thousand films with guys in creepy masks. I think this film would have been better. If he didn't have, if he was just finding these photographs and these images of, you know, just seeing a snippet of a corner of the guy, like they do in the film, but instead of being a ghost, it is an actual. Yeah, so do you think the supernatural element didn't necessarily work? I think no, it, I, I don't perfect. think. It, I mean, I think the ending for the film was dreadful. Mm. I think, uh, I mean, the move house, it still falls in, kids are there, uh, he possesses the kids. Oh, the ending yeah. is weak. Yeah. Very I, weak. I remember me and you were talking on Facebook, and I said, I'm just about to watch Sinister, and you said, It creeps you out. Yeah. I'm going to save it for you, okay? I will, I will, I will make you see Sinister on a whole new light. <laughs> okay. After the, the fifth film, it's um, the kids walking through the corridors, and they're all walking together in a line. Yeah. If you watch closely, they all bend their heads at exactly the same time, and the way they're walking is in unison, and it's just like West Side Story. I'm going to suggest you do, okay? It's yeah. play, play the movie on silent now. Yes. Play the movie on silent, play the West Side Story <laughs> soundtrack yeah. in the background. And I love no longer scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mr. Wood doesn't, so that would probably do freak it. him out. I, I would say actually, yeah, the, the, the performance of the children were quite good. I yes. mean, the little girl, she did quite good. Mm. But it, it's the whole thing at the end when he come, when the thing comes up to the camera again. Did yeah. you really need that? It's no, we didn't. Blatantly set yeah. out for a sequel. I don't. Mm. And they've done a sequel, and apparently it's dreadful. We've not. Even and I won't be watching, watching it. Well, I mean, we watch any old horror shit. We do. Um, we watch that one. We won't even. I'm watch not going to Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, to say I enjoyed the film would be wrong. I think you can't enjoy. The in terms film. of yeah. quality, in terms of the direction, I thought it's quite good, which makes me feel quite hopeful for Doctor Strange. Yes, yes. So I think I'm, yes. I'm, I'm actually Barrett. generally intrigued to yeah. see what a horror movie director because hmm. he's written horror movies as well, hmm. um, can do with a Marvel project. I think, yeah, I think, I think it's a wise choice. And then I think because in terms of the direction where it was shot, uh, cinematography, uh, a lot of the choices he made were good. Yeah. I just think, yeah, story-wise, it kind of lost it halfway through. And, yeah. yeah, it didn't really recover from that. Cool. But he's not did a good film. Yeah, he was not a so film to enjoy. I, I, I was generally surprised. No. I didn't think you guys would like some stuff. No, to, I No, all, joke, all joking aside, I actually thought it was one of the better movies on the I, I, I did think it was one of the better movies, actually. Okay. And this might be because we're not necessarily horror fans. Maybe yeah. yeah, well, this is what, what I kind of thought, because we are and you're not generally fans of the genre. Yeah. So I thought it'd be quite interesting to see interesting. what you think. So yeah. yeah, interesting to see what you think. So, okay. And the next one, I think two more to go. Next one is uh, the film that, for me, really restarted, again, this renaissance of horror movies. James Wan, yet again, Insidious. Now we've had we've had um, three Insidious movies now. Uh, the third one was a prequel, and it was directed by the, the writer of the first two. Right. So we've got a franchise. It's making money. There, there probably won't be any more of Insidious movies, mm. but it's been very financially successful. It's been critically reasonably successful. What do we think? 
Who wants to start? I'll let you guys talk first. Yeah. <laughs> this is very much becoming a tag team affair, isn't it? It's me and him against you two. I think I would have heard better. I think I would have, I would have liked to film if I hadn't seen the film before in the form of Pultipus. <laughs> <laughs> this film was very much a poor man's Pultipus. Step into the land, All Caroline. the way from Caroline. Caroline. Let's have a look at You've got, down, yeah. <laughs> you've got a child who's kind of possessed, or right. who's kind of taken off to another kind of world. But you don't learn that until a lot later. No, but it's what happens to another realm. Does that happen in Poltergeist? Yeah. You then have some kind of supernatural investigators coming with their wacky gizmos. I actually like the wacky, the wacky gizmos, one of my favourite bits of the film. Yeah, to be fair. It's yeah. Does that happen in Poltergeist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you have uh, the parent, parental figures having to kind of go into the other realm to bring out the child yeah. and pull them back. Does, does that happen in Portugal? <laughs> yeah. So basically, I felt I was seeing uh, a poorer, not as good version of Portugal. Then please, for love of God, don't watch the remake of Poltergeist. No, it's no. At least, at least, at least, at least we did. Oh, we did. It's at least, at least to be honest and say that it's just it's Poltergeist. That is a yeah. I'm sorry, but it, it, no, I didn't. I do feel that you have um, slightly watered down and simplified this film. It, uh, I, think, I, think, I think the writers did that for Again, I'm not trying to gang up on you, but it is, it, it, it is a case of there wasn't much to that plot. And the, when they did have some plot developments, it all seemed to happen at the same time, which was like half an hour to the end. I will give you it that up until probably um, Elise turning up. That's the, that's yeah. the old Is that the Ghostbuster lady? That's the that's woman. The lady, yeah, the lady side. Up until Elise turns up, and you know then it really, really takes off. And there's a reason why in Insidious 2 mm. and the third, and the third pre, which is a prequel, mm. uh, the focus is more and more on Elise mm. and her chaps that come out. Yeah. Um, the, the boy has the power to go into the, is it the other? Well, it's yeah, trying, he's transcending. Go into the other. And he's yeah. got Astral that, and he's got that, that and he's got that from his father, yeah. and his father has had this. Who found out about it at like, the hour at, and 20 yeah. <laughs> because they <laughs> had, <laughs> because they, because. If only we had a way to go to the other side. There was oh, a, wait. <laughs> there was an evil, there was an evil spirit that was haunting him. She wanted, or oh, he, Mm -hmm. wanted to uh, possess his body um, and I thought that the ending had that they obviously knew that they were going to be doing the, the, the second one oh, so yeah. the ending had uh, a, didn't have quite the ending that you would maybe it was open ended yeah left very much open ended and I liked that but that they just, went it was a typical horror with that. Really, yeah. Yeah. The, the hand coming out of the grave kind of thing but <laughs> I think it's, it's that kind of thing it's but like, I oh think, if it's okay no it's not <laughs> yeah but it's okay but it's okay it's okay to kind of ex explore and sort of maybe okay yeah so it's Ideas that we've seen before, but it may be done in a slightly different way. And I think the Elise character was very good. Oh, like I said, the Elise And her use of the mask was very yes. Her mask and how she yeah. uses yeah. it, to which she whispers I, I didn't get either, but I thought it looked cool when she put the gas mask on and she was talking to people. And it was just a, just, just a tool to look interesting, another way of getting other people involved. I thought it was I think visually well, that quite guy who was making the notes, he, his handwriting was so big. If he, if he, <laughs> 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 a little bit small. <laughs> and a bit of foreshadowing, that's the guy who wrote the movie. Is it? Yeah. See, what, 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 So basically, he wrote the movie just scrolling on that yeah. piece of paper. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm Again, nobody else could see it but her, but yes. she's, she's like in the corner. It, she's, in the yeah. corner, in the dark, and she's whispering what this evil entity looks like. And yeah. to be quite honest, there is a moment where he flashes up and it creeps, the 
bejesus out of me, maybe not for you, but it appears behind um, the mother or the father is their sat It does, yeah. Home. And, I think and that really did, that, that unsettled me. And I mm. think when you get unsettling moments like that, when you get a character like Elise, when you get the supernatural spooky guys offering, it did have a bit of a um, comedy, I suppose, there might be light. I like, yeah. <laughs> but I think I... I like this film way more than I would dislike it. I can see why at the beginning people wouldn't quite get on board with it. I thought I liked that there was some good twists, and I think you have to see Insidious Two, to and I would actually venture to say Insidious Two is better than the first one. Yes, you shouldn't have to watch the second movie. The second movie, first movie. It's, it, I, would, do, I would. If you do, then films. The, the second film does elevate the first. Yeah, one, can, which can, which I think is. And I think they were. Well. I think maybe when he wrote it, he meant it to be all one big thing, and then Possibly had to cut it down the middle. Space. He yeah, found the story got big bigger film. than it was, and maybe it's just one. I big was film. very disappointed when he actually went to the other side. Mm. Like I said, I liked yeah. some of the bits they did with the yeah. Ghostbusters, and I, I, I was like, this is going to be good. And all it, it, it was the sort of um, minimalist approach to a haunted house, and I, I just yeah. didn't... It was just cheap. It was, it was, the way I've written it in my notes is it was like they'd made the first bit on a modest film budget, yeah. and yes. the second bit was a student film. Yeah, yeah. And they had some nice, I liked the idea of the Creatures Workshop. Mm. What was it like the master's workshop? Yeah. And he's listening to tiptoe through the yeah. tube. Right. That was very cool. Yeah. It was like very much like a student film, but that, that was cool. <laughs> I liked that. It was sort of like Black Lodgy. Well, I can go with that. It just all happened very quickly and very conveniently at the end, and it just didn't really have any drama. Well, maybe, you know, hopefully that would oh, be. God bless him, Patrick Wilson. Is there acting with what he's got? I mean, Gretary. Oh, I mean, Rose um, Barry. Which is a shame, I really like her. Yeah, she's really good at damages. I like I don't think I've watched damages with Glenn Close. She was in that and she was quite good in that. I thought she was good in the next film. I think she was good in the next film. Well, she had some bad damages. Did you notice as well? She had matching pajamas with the kid. Uh, at the beginning, when they're all back in the boxes, they're both wearing the same pajamas. Oh, that's cute. I think yeah. Patrick Wilson and, was and, like, and again, I did like the way they, they did all the things with the child, putting them in a coma and that. They could have played on that more, it felt like it was in the coma and had like, all the lights coming. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, look, it's not to say this film is, is not <laughs> flawed. Flawless, it's not. Yeah, but you know, I think if someone else in the future decided to either remake it or I think there's a lot I of think scope they did, in they this. did this year. I think <laughs> I think I think maybe a lot more could be done with some of some elements of it, but I thought it was a good film. I think I mean I'm I'm slightly different with Insidious. I think it is it's not the best film, I find it very watchable. I, I think there are bits of it, and certainly visual stylistic elements of the film that I do really like. Mm. But and I, I have a lot of praise for it just because, again, as I've said before, it kind of reinvigorated the genre. And, and I wonder how much kind of studio involvement there was in this film because his next one after this was Con- The Conjuring, mm. which I think uh, I think that he he's learned a lot from it and he's kind of developed into a better director. And I think that this is a starting point for all that. I think you can see how he's grown, but I, I can understand the criticism of this film. I'm not by any means saying it's fantastic, but uh, I think I think it's certainly one. If you if you're looking at modern horror, it is one to check out because you probably would like it. Maybe. <laughs> I'd ra- I'd watch The Conjuring over. Yeah, I'd watch The Conjuring over in City. Million times over. That. <laughs> Definitely. Right, and uh, this leads us to... It looks like you've saved the best till last. Best. <laughs> um, now, by best, do you mean... I was being ironic, yes. Now I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd just like to say, I chose this film... It was not the because Nessa, It was the best of the British <laughs> time. Um, not because uh, I'm a huge fan of the movie, I just thought... This, this is a film that had a major critical reception. Uh, the critics loved it. I mean, I listened to, <laughs> read Sun's reviews, numerous podcasts. They all said, "Wow, what a great film! Uh, you have to see this. It's low budget. It's indie. It's how it should be. Strong female <laughs> lead. It's a fantastic film. You've got to watch it. Four, five out of five. I think brilliant. I sit down. Yeah. We're talking about. <laughs> so we're talking about your next. Two thousand eleven. I saw the poster on Netflix and I thought, that looks very cool. Mm, I've gone to watch that. I watched it for once. I forgot about it. Rob <laughs> says, let's do a horror podcast. Let's watch this movie. I'm like, I don't, I know I've seen it. I'm in the room. Oh, God, I'm in the 
comments here, I really liked you on that. Yeah. Now, you have to, I have to apologise because I watched this film two, three years ago, maybe, yeah. so it's a bit late, I, I remember we watched it. I really liked it. I thought it was really clever, really funny. It's, it's supposed to be funny. Is it's very witty. We, we, we think get clever. there. No, didn't get the humor. I thought the humour was, was there and I thought it was really clever. I really loved the whole kind of family drama aspect to it as well. And it was, you know, these kind of characters that were very likable and you're kind of in a situation and then suddenly the throne is this home invasion uh, and then suddenly from that the kind of girlfriend character who's not quite fitting in comes in and then suddenly becomes a badass and kind of takes them all down. <laughs> it, it was fun. It is. I thought it was really, really fun and twisted um, the whole kind of genre. The family, the characters were dreadfully acted. Poorly written as well. Poorly yeah. written. Mm. Throw away. I didn't care, and I think I think it was purposefully mm. done that mm. we didn't care that they died, but I didn't like that about the right. film. That's the only I said saving grace earlier you're like really really the only uh, sort of thing you can take away mm. is that the lead character the female lead role is supposed to be strong. I think she does end up being, you know, um, the strongest character in it. That doesn't mean to say, you know, that still it was performed well and I just didn't <clears throat> Well, there's been a criticism of a lot of Hollywood efforts recently. When it, you, <clears throat> to make a woman strong, you don't have to put a sword or, a, or an axe, in this case, in the hand to make her a strong character. You can do that by being well-written. This is the thing. Um, they, they reference a couple of times that she was raised on a compound or something, mm. and therefore that gives her a reason to be able to kick ass and be able to do this and that. But I, there was not there was not enough about the character in the first hour of the movie that would suggest that she but, would be kicked off. Well, I think that's, <laughs> part, that's what I really liked about it because all of, all of a sudden she became this kind of almost like a trained killer, like a born identity kind of moment where she kind of switched and she's she's, she's basically taking them down the right center. She's taking control of the situation, and I really liked that. And I, I liked the fact that I didn't know how she got to that point, and for me it didn't matter. It was just really entertaining, I thought. I see. The, the, the actress bothers me. That I know I'd seen the actress somewhere. <laughs> I, so I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, it's yeah. Shani Vinston, who was in Step It Up 3D. Okay. And she's no, a no, much no, no. better dancer never seen, never seen than she's, she is an actress. She was also had a lengthy stint on Home and Away. Yeah. And there was something about her that kind of hid her from me, as it were, because I didn't know who she was. In Home and Away, she had an incredibly huge forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about the only thing that would, it was the only thing that would differentiate her from the other characters was the fact she had a huge... So she, she's done well in that respect, like she's covered it up. We've also discovered Mr. Sue's a secret Home and Away fan. Yes, and the wife watches it, what can I say? Can I just I'll say that? I have yeah. recently, and it's just sprung into my head, Mr. Wood, thank you for helping me with the film. Yeah. I recently watched a film called Dark Places with Charlize Theron. She is a, I would dare to say that she becomes throughout the film a strong female role. Yes. That does not rely on swords and axes and knowing kung fu or any of that kind of stuff. And it is, I mean, obviously we're talking about two levels of quality of actress as well. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that kind of character that people need as a strong female, becoming a strong female yeah. role. And not this kind of, but... This was only this meant to be one thing, wasn't it? This is a strong female lead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but who's to say? I mean, we don't look at this in terms of with male roles. We don't say, oh, this has to be, this is how a, a strong male role is, and this is what a strong male role is. You know, there was she's a no female character, and, and she kicks ass, but that's okay. She could have, it could have been a film about a female character who doesn't necessarily use violence and stuff. She, but, she was still okay. a strong character. And she did, to be fair to her, she did use the brain some of the time. Yeah, like, she, was, she was intelligent, she was resourceful. What she, was it? She was meant to have been uh, raised in a what? A compound. A compound. That's it. I, I think Todd Lindsay, it's nothing like Okay, which scenes did you think were particularly strong? I the thought intro. about, the, yeah, the intro was quite good, and maybe the scene where they were in the dining room and the yes, arrows the, were coming the, the through the window. Through, it's got to be like the softest window glass ever, because I don't yeah, think it yeah. made a noise uh, as it went through. I'm trying to remember now, there's this whole bit about not going outside because of the beetle traps and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just right, the yeah. wire around yeah. the door and the woman runs to it randomly. That's, that's, it, that's the thing. It. 
Okay, okay. What's what's the theme of the film? You know, it's been so long since I've watched. I'm it. I'm thinking it's Shit. it's family, isn't it? Not being able to trust family. I think. Um, but did he convey that? It didn't convey very much no. from start to finish. <laughs> I think it didn't care about it too much because I think yeah. it was just, it was just, it was supposed to be a fun kind of tongue in cheek. It's it's like the whole thing at the end. It's slapstick. Kind of it's disjointed. It doesn't know what it wants to be. But it's, I, I, didn't, I, I thought that it didn't know what kind of film it wants to be. It was playing with the idea of it being a home invasion it's, movie it's and like, then flipping it's, on its head. But it's funny. But it, then it's like, but is it meant to be funny? And yes. then it's it's horrible. But is, are we still meant to be laughing? Yes. We, it was a shitty version. Of the strangers, I think it was playing. I think strangers knew playing, what it filmed. Exactly, off, exactly. But he's playing up that genre. From, you know what I remember? He was playing up the home invasion oh. genre. For me, the person who, who who can do this kind of genre mix perfectly and is a good example is Sam Raimi. Hmm. Now, I think yeah, he, he manages to do horror and comedy very well, hmm. and I think. <clears throat> This film just, I mean, I think by the third act, this film knows what it is. But it and takes it, it, the four it, third acts to get to Yeah, and it, and it, it suddenly, suddenly goes down the whole kick-ass, mm. thriller, axe-murderer route type of thing. If it had but been up that, until that point, yeah. it's like, this bit's funny, this bit's serious, this bit's funny, and it's, it's so jarring between each moment. None of the, none of the characters were likeable either. No, and they weren't set up. They were, they, throw, were they were no. throwaway, they were throwaway, but then, yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. You've got to have character. If you're going to kill people off in your movie, Give us a reason to care. What was the point? I think it'd be By no means is it brilliant. It's not as bad. What was the point of the policeman at the end of the bungling police? Redfall. Exactly. I mean, I thought that's like, oh, well, get a mate's cameo. I would like to know, have they? Does anyone know if they've followed this on with something else just as dreadful? No, I think I'm not doing the credits. They're leaving it where it is. No, they're not doing a sequel. Oh, thank gosh. The director will do the guest. Which I really like. Which is a very good film. Which is a good film. I like it. Well, it's not so much I didn't like it. I liked aspects of it. I just thought the longer the guest went on, the more similar. is a very similar kind of movie because it starts off in one kind of way in a certain genre and then kind of flips it a bit and comes a bit like the Terminator. So, I think he does flip it, but there's a constantly running theme that's kind of going all the way through that holds the two together. You know where that character's coming from. Yes. And they, they ground the characters mm. far we, we better in the guest. I, I would argue the guest is saved by brilliant casting. Yes. Well, Dan, Dan yes. Stevens and Maker Monroe, fantastic woman. Uh, I know Maker Monroe is about to destroy a career again in the Independence Day sequels, mm. but hopefully it doesn't. I love the last 20 minutes or so of the guests. I thought the whole thing would be. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. And again, it was doing what a lot of people are doing with these nostalgia films. Yeah, it was eight, very eight. But then yeah. the, yeah. the soundtrack, well, I, I the style. Drive success has made people kind of revisit the genre. And drive is an amazing, another amazing. We're going a little bit off. The We're going off. Too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I kind just, of wish just I to wrap watched. Up, <laughs> I, I kind of wish I watched your yeah. next again to defend yeah. it better, but. I don't think it was as bad as I it Would I be able to make a quick correction from our previous podcast? Okay. Oh, what? Our first apology! It's not that humble or great. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Only one. Again, this is the first of a regular series of Mr. Stew eats his words. I may have suggested that Richard Johnson didn't enjoy Mad Max. Oh. Um, and then I thought I'd better Facebook him to check I wasn't misquoted him. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> I may have read it a while ago, um, I will read you what he's responded to me, and I feel that just kind of clears the air. Uh, as an action film, it's certainly one of the best at showing how to work with pace. It was pure cinema, a silent film. In terms of story, I could argue, I could argue that it didn't really have much of one. No plot was left. I was left aching to know what about more about is it Ferruja? Mm. Maybe what will maybe it will be one day. Um, never been a massive fan of the Mad Max films anyway. Excellent action movie, not such an excellent film. And to be fair to him, he's yeah, not he's not saying it's amazing, but he, he didn't say it was, it was bad. So I thought hey, we should just clear that up. We're, we're a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, hopefully we'll have it's him on not, the podcast it, soon. It, it's not um, <clears throat> as as dark as you depicted in the previous. 
Yeah. Like I said, I have it at my words. <laughs> I'm going to go home and disconnect from social if media. Anyone to, if anyone wants to comment on any of these things, please feel free to do so on our Facebook pages and Twitter pages. Yeah. And um, so just to quickly wrap up then, um, best and worst out of five, Darius? It follows is, is, is definitely the best out of all of them. And worst? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> insidious. Insidious. Mr. Stu? Again, you bet the best is It Follows, the worst I'd say is a toss up between it's Insidious and your next. Oh, Miss Ellie. I'll start with the worst, which is clearly your next. Oh, <laughs> dreadful mess of a film. Oh, please. Um, best, it's between two. I, you know, head and my heart. My heart says The Conjuring. My head is saying It Follows. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. Worst, you're next. By, by a long way. Um, I'm almost regretting I chose it and probably should have been covering the woods instead. But uh, best it follows. I think we're all pretty much in agreement. Fantastic film. Fantastic if you've not seen it, granted we spoiled it. For I, you, hope, I hope you haven't Recommend it to your friends. Way. It's fantastic. <laughs> your friends enjoy it because and your friends enjoy it because we've spoiled it for you. But, uh, uh, do we know the theme of the next podcast? Is it still up in the air? Uh, it's still up in the air. It's either going to be in the stars. Oh, oh, we're, we're not going to take two months off, though. No, no, we'll be, we'll be back in for the next we one. I guarantee we're not going to choose five films to talk about on the next podcast. We could announce it on our Facebook. So, yes, keep an eye out on our Facebook and Twitter feeds to, uh, for updates on the next podcast. And until next time... Uh...